1: and
2: load this is steve dace the steve day show and greetings happy friday thank you for tuning in here today live and on demand on blaze tv radio and podcast <clears throat> steve dace here alongside todd and aaron mcintyre our good friend new york talk show host shannon joy will be joining us here momentarily for the dace group let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, which you can access by emailing the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Steve Show. Or we would prefer that more and more of you would migrate to platforms that don't try to censor us. Over on Parlor and Gab, look for Steve Dace there, at Steve Dace Show, on Getter as well. That's G E T T R. Pardon me. And you can get clips of the show as well over on Rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. That's Rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Of course, we're going to have a normal Friday schedule. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at Keeps. If you are struggling with male pattern baldness, receding hairline, or you just want to improve your hair growth but you want to keep it on the down low. Our friends at Keeps can help you do that. Uh, they can maintain your privacy and convenience because it's all pretty much done online. They also can help you maintain your budget because they give you the generic versions of those doctor recommended FDA approved hair loss or retention products. So you get the generics and you save money with those. And then they offer you even bigger savings to get you started half off your first order to get you started when you go to keeps.com/grow. K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. Coming up next hour, it will be your turn as we respond to your responses to us with Feedback Friday. But we begin, as we always do, with the day's Group. The good news about ripping off the imaging and theme and format from something that appeared on PBS is number one, you're subsidizing it so you can't rip them off. Uh, Number two, it was on PBS. And so most people would not even know that we ripped that off if I had not been telling you these last few years. But let us begin with your weekly look at the week that was with issue one, bleep, Lord Nefarious says. YES! I DOXED THE TRUCKERS! I DID IT! IT WAS ME! I HACKED GIVE SEND GO, BABY! AND I DO IT AGAIN!
0: I DO IT A HUNDRED TIMES! I DID IT! I DID IT! COME AT ME! WHAT ARE YOU GONNA DO? WHAT ARE YOU GONNA DO TO ME,
2: HUH?! I'M NOT AN UNKNOWN ACTOR! I'M LITERALLY A FAMOUS CYBER TERRORIST! AND YOU THINK THAT YOU COULD SCARE ME?! A lot of folks says, "Look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates, and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account?" What's your answer to that?
0: Well, if, I think if you if you are
2: a member uh, of you know a, a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried.
3: Conservative party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians.
0: that if you take masks off the kids in the next week or so, it's going to keep going down. But you've really got to be careful. You know, you don't want to say it's an absolutely wrong decision.
1: It's understandable why people want to take masks off the
0: kids. But right now, given the level of activity that we have, it is risky
1: so like very short time ago they were saying put the n95 masks right. on and make and now they make sure it's a. and now they're saying you don't have to wear them anymore mm-hmm. yeah so i if i go on the subway mm-hmm. if i go in a bus if i go into the theater if i go into um where else would i a go crowded spot a crowded right. place yes. a crowd. i would wear a mask and yeah. i might do that indefinitely mm-hmm.
0: the potential future requirement for an additional boost or a fourth shot for mRNA or a third shot for J&J is being very carefully monitored in real time
2: and recommendations if needed will be updated according to the data
0: as it evolves the vaccines are safe and
2: effective it would have been appropriate to say based upon uh, a study, rigorously done, of 30,000 people. That doesn't rule out the possibility there might be really rare uh, side effects that could, in fact, be significant. And I'm not sure that necessarily we conveyed that as well as we might have.
0: So they give giving more money, yes, that's great, and it increases the chance of uh, an approval. Well, the dirty stuff is never really publicized. I mean, obviously, there's more pressure. There's more pressure to prove something. The goal of the transition closet is for our students to be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are. And I use the idea that this is like Superman changing in a phone booth. But that idea actually goes a lot further than that because Superman isn't Clark Kent. Clark Kent is actually the disguise. And when Clark Kent goes into the phone booth, he transforms into Superman, who's really just who he truly is, Kal El. And so this gives our trans students the opportunity to be the superheroes that we know they are.
3: We've been very clear
1: that we are not providing funding for crack pipes.
0: Let's get to the
2: first question. Shannon is the guest. You get to go first. What was the absolute worst of the worst this week?
3: Well, I think the title, you know, bleep, Lord Nefarious says really is apropos in that montage leading off with the cyber hacker i mean it's the devil we're just literally watching the the devil like demons pour out of these people and as you go through the montage it really is i said very early on in you know spring of 2020 at some point i think we all kind of had the idea that that something very very extraordinary was happening with the lockdowns and the shutdowns we knew something wasn't right and we knew there was a spiritual element to it but from the comedian collapsing to news anchors across the world pushing vaccines and having spasms and fit and fits and it's and and now this this cyber hacker with just i mean the breathing and the the sh- like the swaying it was just I don't know how you could call it anything else. So you know that was for me the the craziest.
2: Hmm.
1: Todd, well, that was the I told you so hour. Uh, you know, pharma is Hydra. Yeah, it just is. I've been telling you that for a long time, and before we even knew what a COVID was. Uh, but I also told you that a COVID could happen because we couldn't tell the difference between a man and a woman. And so there we right. are with that uh, teacher just telling you. Yeah, uh, I work, I'm turning your kids into trans because I'm grooming them. Yeah. yeah, because that's the same thing as Superman. Because I kept linking uh, my school's uh, uh, Twitter feed and the teacher who's in charge of this version of things at that school. While they were trying to inject trans porn into the library, I, during that month, I kept making it public. This is what's going on here. Sooner or later, this is where it goes. And it's going on across the country. Because I link to that, look at how brazen it is. It's in your face. That's in your face as the attacker. The teacher literally called the cops on me. See, uh, which, you know, the cops did absolutely nothing because there's nothing going on there. But their sense of righteousness is so profound that we as parents are criminals. For not turning our children into transgender hackers. You need to decide what side you're on and you need to start bearing arms accordingly. Rhetorical, legal, political, whatever, because it's a war and it's a war for your children's soul.
2: I think you probably could just, I would suggest just continuing to watch Hannity tonight. And just stay docile in your homes. Uh, enjoy your Hannity tonight. Uh, get to the bottom of things with uh, old Lindsay and uh, vote GOP in November, as you have done for the last three decades.
0: Aaron. My favorite ride on the crazy train this week was the great hero of the Christian faith, Dr. Francis Collins, yeah. head of the NIH, saying, I guess we could have done a better job of pointing out that some side effects, you know, the fact that they're even admitting that now, even, even hinting at it, how bad is the problem, really? But now, now saying that he probably, they probably could have done a better job of just, you know, uh, letting people know that there could be some side effects in a much larger population. It is uh, February 18th, 2022. So it's our great hero of the faith, Francis Collins. If he's admitting it, how bad is it actually right now? And how many people actually died that, that that group of UK doctors and academics from a, a myriad of fields asking asking the UK government for an immediate investigation into why 15 to 19 year old males are dying. Yesterday I saw a, uh, a headline from one of the UK pub- publications I, I sent it to you guys um, blaming eggs for blood cl- clotting. Bad batch of eggs last in 2020 and 2021. These people are evil. They will get judgment in the next life, but they need justice now as well. Anything short of that for for punishments to fit, fit the crime, that's on us now. That's on us. Yeah. Well said.
2: Exit question. On a scale of one to 10, with one being the odds that it is safe to ride shotgun with Joe Biden behind the wheel. And 10 being the odds that Lindsey Graham loves to ride shotgun no matter who's behind. Rank this week's level of total depravity, Shannon.
3: So you would think it's a 10, but it's actually a five because there is one like bright, shining ray of light, and that would be Chip Roy yesterday on Twitter, like showing us exactly how the sausage is made and calling out by name those bastards in the GOP who have been holding uh, honesty, truth, conservatives hostage for God knows how many decades. And I don't think I've seen that in a long time. So I'm a little optimistic today. So I'm giving it a five.
2: They'll all be on Hannity tonight. Not Chip. All the other guys. Not Chip. Okay, go ahead, Todd.
3: Zeroing
1: in, by the way, and getting Chip Roy here on the show uh, Monday. I have to finalize it, but hoping that happens.
2: It's a 10. Aaron? 10. You know, I'm still getting people that are requesting information for treatment for COVID. We are 23 months into this. 23 months into this, and I am still getting requests for treatment because... The days are evil. So if, okay. if you are looking for that op- if you're looking for that help that we used to take for granted called modern medicine, but we don't any longer, All Dr. Saeed Haider, he has turned his entire medical practice into just treating early onset treatment for COVID now. He has treated thousands of patients. All right, of with various with the various strains and variants. If you are looking for the care that you need, here's the other thing, too. He has access to pharmacies that will fill those life-saving prescriptions of things like HDQ and ivermectin that uh, most of the other pharmacies from corporate America won't because they're fine killing you. Uh, so you want to make sure to go to mygotodoc.com. Easy to remember. All right, jot it down right now. mygotodoc.com. Again, com. This is important to understand. We may be seeing <clears throat> many of the restrictions of COVID stand come to an end. As Anthony Fauci said yesterday, the American people have had it up to here with these restrictions. And um, there was something that was leaked from uh, inside polling from the DLC yesterday or the DNC yesterday that showed that, People have just had it with COVID and restrictions, which is that's the only science that has changed is the political science. Okay, so while it may seem on the surface like these things are going away. COVID is not going away. This is still a virus of malicious origin. We have no idea how it will mutate. We have no idea what we've done to the immune systems of the 6 billion people we've just injected over, or 6 billion doses we've injected into billions of people over and over and over and over and over and over over again. We have no idea what that will do. No idea. So please, jot that down, just in case. Because we know what they won't do, help you. Mygotodoc.com right, let's get to issue 2 now. Canada's boy king. Is he an extreme outlier or a nefarious omen?
0: Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau perhaps crossed a Rubicon this week after he announced this drastic action to quell the ongoing protests over vaccine and COVID mandates across his country.
3: The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act.
0: That act, formerly known as the War Powers Act, gives the federal government of Canada sweeping powers to essentially enact martial law across the country and to suspend its own citizens' rights. The scope of these measures will be time-limited,
3: geographically targeted, as well as reasonable, and proportionate.
0: In addition, the government announced an expansion of laws formerly targeted at domestic funding of terrorists to include those who have made and are taking donations to and from the truckers. A hack of the crowdfunding website GiveSendGo leaked the names of thousands of donors to the convoy, resulting in both Canadian and American media embarking upon targeted harassment of said donors. It's a dystopian nightmare come to life in Canada, Nevertheless, the truckers persisted.
1: Well, guys, it's getting worse down here. Somebody bought Connect
2: Four. This is big time. We need help. Help! (laughs) Look at you, Justin. Look what you did to your country. You brought us all back together, you Freedom! First question, Todd, I'll go to you first. Is Justin Trudeau just a uniquely douchey figure That emerged in a given time in a culture that had largely turned its back on its heritage, had given up its guns. And so the the gene pool there allowed the emergence of such a almost cartoonish level of sociopathic villain. Or is he an omen of what the spirit of the age plans on churning out for the foreseeable future throughout the West? What say you?
1: It's an omen. Look at the leadership in uh, New Zealand. What is it? A Ahern, is that her name? Just and, into Ardern. And, yeah. Ardern, that's yeah. And uh, uh, Australia. Just on the video there while he's talking, look at the, the gal behind him. She is the one who came out and explained the details of uh, freezing and seizing uh, assets. And the, and she has uh, the same bizarre smiles on her face as the hacker and Ahern has uh, on several occasions. I mean it's not rhetorical at least I I don't I'm pretty sure I can speak for uh, Shannon on this Uh, but we're not when we're talking about demons we're not being rhetorical
2: there is evil no this is not a rhetorical I can't I can't speak for Shannon on this show though this isn't just some rhetorical flourish real
1: demons are awake in these people they can't contain it they don't want to anymore they want it all to come out it gives them great Happiness—it's the
2: mob outside of Lot's house that yes. cannot be satiated. and as I yes. think
1: Jesse Kelly originated, but the but we've said it. I mean, this is the greatest time of their lives. That's also something Jordan Shaktel has said. This is their moment. This is mm. their church. This is uh, the great show that we liked about um, the zombie demons uh church you know it was great last year we watched you had oh watch yeah it i know what you're episodes. talking about Yeah, midnight mass um, midnight mass yes it's it's <clears> a moment <throat> they're having their vigil it's it's, it's 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 their easter vigil right now which makes me say the same thing i just got done saying awaken pick your side choose your weapons
2: shannon
3: i think it's both i think it's obvious that justin trudeau um was chosen for the the moment that he occupies today. Uh, but also, you know, it is it is an omen of the, you know, what controls him. And this is similar to my answer a few weeks ago about Biden. You know, will will he take the pedal off the metal? Will he step back? Will he stop? And the answer is he can't stop because they won't let him stop. And you know, Trudeau came out of that crop of young Global leaders, Bill Gates, who else? Um, Merkel, Trudeau, Macron, people like Anderson Cooper and Mark Zuckerberg, all you know, are all connected to this Klaus Schwab character, the World Economic uh, Forum, and the plans for the Great Reset, which necessarily need um, you know a toppled West. And so I think with with Trudeau, he's he's a vessel. I mean, in and, and and all. Um ways you can imagine and and we can see kind of you know coming out of him this kind of demonic I mean inca- incapability of of stepping back, regardless of the fact that there are fifty thousand trucks in Ottawa that people are are pouring into the city by the millions that um you know we, four provinces in Canada now have ended the vaccine passports, right? he's losing in every single way, but he can't he can't take his pedal off the metal.
0: Aaron, what do you think? It's not an omen. I think it's something even strong. I mean, it's, it's here. It's right now. I mean, an omen to me says something in in the, you know, dark tidings of the future. It's here. It's now. And it is the future. If, if, you know, if more truckers, uh, the spirit of the truckers doesn't rise up in the rest of us, it is, it is our reality. And just, you know, some, um, some measly school board members in, where are you, uh, Shannon, Rochester? with mm-hmm. their slim jurisdiction, decided to uh, target Shannon and have her kicked out of a school board meeting. They were so drunk on their own power in their slim jurisdiction that they did that to her. What do you think it is like when you're somebody like that and you have federal power? Mm, right. It's, that's what we're seeing with Justin Trudeau and Jacinda Ardern and various premiers in Australia as well. They have so little pushback. They are so drunk on their own power whether it's at the federal level or if at, it's at the dog-catching level. They love this. As Todd said, this is their church and this is their moment. They are, this is, al- <laughs> this is almost like the consummation of uh, whatever relationship uh, that leftism has to government at all forms. This is, this is what they are. It's here. Mm-hmm. It's right now. It's not theoretical. It's not an omen of the future. We are living through this
2: okay if that's the case then what is our political response to that then mm. what is it
3: so, Go ahead. I, I can answer that you know i think the key point here is that um they can't stop right so they are going to be in a process of revealing how sociopathic how crazy how demonic they are and there's no off button so you know from my perspective Well, my political philosophy is really the Goonies. Right. Um, Mikey, you know, up there, it's their time. It's their time up there down here. It's our time. It's our time down here. Right. There's something that needs to happen in Washington, Washington, D.C. I'm not there. We'll leave that up to people like Chip Roy to do that battle in Washington, D.C. But the battle has to be done on the local level down here. Um, we as as individual citizens need because I, I can to attest to what Aaron said, I, I am I have seen the demonic activity here locally in the local organizing that I have done. I mean, it this is this is pervasive. And, you know, um, they are linked, obviously, you know, by this this kind of the, this darkness. Um, but we're linked by the Holy Spirit. Right. And there is. And I find that that it's very easy to find each other. You speak the same same language. The the Bible really poise, pours out to me right now. Like it's like scriptures I've never understood ever are just jumping out at me when, you yeah. know, because we are in such an intense spiritual time.
2: I like your answer. And I think you are correct tactically. I think, though, we have to take a step back before we get to your step, Shannon. Mm. And I think we have to look at this at a meta level and realize that we have to get very comfortable with a word that we have not been comfortable with for decades. Confrontation. Mm -hmm. And now confrontation isn't a tone any more than nice and virtue is. We've attacked that on this show. How many times over the years? Mm -hmm. Okay. There's lots of things that might not be nice, but they're still loving. It may not be nice for you to hear them at the time. It may not be the virtuous tone you're looking for, but it doesn't make him any less true, right? Confrontation isn't a tone either. It doesn't have to be violent. It doesn't have to be loud. What's going on in Canada right now with those 50,000 trucks is a confrontation. Now, they're playing Connect Four and, you know, singing Canadian, you know, spirituals, okay? But it's a confrontation nevertheless, Now, sometimes the confrontation will have the more traditional undertones to it. But we have to get very much more comfortable with confrontation. Right now, we're not. We're getting more comfortable. Some of us are. But in mass, because here's the thing there needs to be with a confrontation. I I spoke to a men's group last weekend here in town. And I told them the one guy I, w- I would not start a fight with unless I really meant it is Daniel Horowitz. Now, Daniel may weigh what my warm-up weight on the bench press is, and I'm maybe six inches taller than him, so I've got the reach, too. But here's the thing. I know if I pick a fight with him, it won't be a couple of shoves or your mama joke, and maybe one guy gets a, you know, a, a, you know one kind of side blow in, and then everybody's egos are satiated and we walk. no. He'll fight you <laughs> to the end. He will, it will go to the mattresses to the end. So do not pick on him unless you are prepared to go to the end. You guys see where I'm getting at here? Of course. There is no deterrent. One side confronts all they want. There is no confrontational deterrent. There is no idea that there will be a backlash against you. There is no idea that you would be embarrassed. There's no idea that you would be shamed. There's no idea that you would get crushed figuratively or literally. And so what you have is essentially America's political landscape is like a no bullying zone. The bullies don't look at the sign and say, Oh snap, man, you know what? I was going to pick on these pipsqueaks, but there's a damn no bullying sign, you know? So I just, I'll just mosey along. No, no, they, they they take even more of your money. And then what happens when you fight back since the law of the jungle has been suspended, you're in in in-house suspension instead. All right. That's where we are. Yeah, that, we have to change that calculus, and frankly, men, we are the ones that must change it. We must take the leadership in changing that calculus. We are on this earth. Our primary reasons for being alive are to protect and defend and provide. Those are the three main missions of your masculinity. And there is no way to fulfill them without some form of confrontation. Too many people are too comfortable telling you, most of you with a penis, within the sound of my voice, what's up. That needs to change. That has to change. People need to know. I don't know, man. I might be the one that goes out of here on an ambulance, but we're going to find out. So, do you want to find out? Because I'm willing to. I'm willing to find out. Are you? Too many people aren't willing to find out, particularly men. And so all the confrontation is on one side. Right now you've got a boy king in there who I promise you has never been in a real fight in his life. The biggest fight he's ever been in was washing that damn racist blackface off his face. But he thinks he's King freaking Kong. Because nobody ever taught him the law of the jungle when he was 14, 15 years old. That sometimes you write checks with your mouth that your body can't cash. I'm going to do you a favor right now, son, and teach you that lesson. Whether I'm your daddy or you'll be calling me daddy after school. See, there's not (laughs) enough of that. It's gone. It has to come back. And men, if we do not bring it back, peaceably, peaceful, but intimidating confrontation. If we do not bring it back in this time window we have now, you will sentence our sons to have to do this by other means in the not too distant future. That's my TED talk. Let's get to the exit question. If Trudeau's political future as Canada's Prime Minister were a Bon Jovi song title, which Bon Jovi song title would it be? A, never say goodbye, he's Prime Minister for life. B, wanted, dead or alive, he's toast. One way or the other after this is over. C, living on a prayer. Still has some, maybe some shot to survive. Todd, what do you think? It
1: should be their famous B-side. Ever heard of Gaddafi? But... <laughs> Uh, it's actually C living on a prayer.
2: Okay. What do you think, Shannon?
3: I think he's toast. You can't put that genie back in a bottle. That can that freedom genie. What you're seeing in Canada. Um, there's no way. I think he's toast.
0: Aaron. A I'm, I'm at an A until I see B or C.
1: Wow. We answered all three different
0: answers.
2: You know why we have three different answers because of what I just said. We don't know what happens when we decide to confront them. We don't know because we don't ever see it. Our idea of confronting is what I mocked just about 20 minutes ago. Sit home and watch Hannity tonight. Get your jolly, your political jollies off of your political porn and your morphine. Get your political fentanyl drip. drip. Get to the bottom of nothing. All right. With more team GOP excuses and then just go out and vote for these hacks all over again. We don't really know what an actual confrontation might do. We've not really seen one.
3: Well, the so, cool thing is, Steve, if I can just interject. You have 10 really seconds. Quick. You
2: have 10, 10 seconds, seconds to do it.
3: Like when you confront them and you push and push and push, that's when the demons really come out like that. Like you have to do that. And then you they, have to make like, people see. Yep.
2: Yeah, I hear yeah. you. We'll come back more in a moment. Fortune favors the bold, the strong, the brave. For your business to break out of anything holding you back. You need business checking as brave as you are from our friends over at Novo Business Checking. Powerfully, powerfully simple business checking and unlike the traditional banking model, Novo has no minimum balances, no transaction limits and no hidden fees. So instead of a one-size-fits-all approach, they will customize it to your business to save you time and free up your cash flow with seamless integrations to Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks, Online and more. You can sign up for Novo for free and join the community of over 150,000 fearless small businesses who have found this customizable banking checking solution that admires the brave, the perfect fit for them. Sign up for your free business checking account right now at Novo.co, just C-O, Novo.co slash Steve, Novo.co slash Steve. Also, one, if you're one of our listeners and you go there, you can get access to over $5,000 in perks and discounts. All right. So, Novo Platform Inc. is a fintech, not a bank. Banking services are provided by Middlesex Federal Savings FA, member FTIC. Terms and conditions apply. So, know that disclaimer. But get the $5,000 in perks and discounts when you go uh, and sign up at novo.co. Steve. All right, let's continue on as we welcome back in New York talk show host Shannon Joy for the Dace Group as we continue with our weekly look
0: at the week that was. Let's get to issue three. It was Hillary all along. Special counsel John Durham's investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia collusion narrative yielded more answers this week. We had previously learned from Durham that the infamous dossier produced by former British Intel spook Christopher Steele and paid for by a DNC-aligned group was based entirely on lies fed to steal from an informant who was fed his phony information from a DNC-aligned figure. This week, it was revealed from the Durham probe that the Hillary Clinton campaign retained a law firm who hired a group of hackers to infiltrate Donald Trump's personal and business internet accounts and plant false data within Trump's cyber footprints, indicating he was communicating with a Russian bank. In addition, these same hackers were purportedly able to infiltrate Trump's personal internet accounts even when he was sitting president. So, the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, There's Leslie. no e- real evidence of that. Of course there is. It's no. all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they can got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that. And they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. No, as a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay.
2: Sir, this is a Wendy's. I am Karen. How may I help you? Um, first question. Aaron, for the, And I'm going to go to you first, because this is predates you, okay? As a human. Sure. But this is, in my opinion, this is worse than Watergate. What occurred in Watergate is that the, the, the Nixon reelection campaign, as, as coordinated by the White House, sent a group called the Plumbers in to the Watergate Hotel, where the Democratic National Committee was holding meetings and had some offices, in order to bug them for advantage in an act of, I guess, what we would describe probably as a form of industrial espionage. All right. Basically bugging the board meetings of the competing company. <clears throat> what, what happened here was that the, they just bypassed that and went straight to let's employ the hackers instead of the plumbers to plant the evidence, which we would then feed to our allies like Leslie Stahl in the press in order to amplify it into a story. This to me is and, and, you know, the three of us are Gen Xers. So we have lived in an era where every scandal has had the word gate after it since Watergate. All right. Which happened like the year before I was even born. This to me is way worse than what was alleged in
0: Watergate. Aaron, your thoughts. True or false? I think it's true. Um, if, you know, the degree of how much worse you can debate that. But I don't believe there's any question that it's worse because planting evidence is in a different realm than just trying to uncover things that you shouldn't be seeing with your own, own two eyes. And uh, the thing that, again, I don't understand about this, and we talked about it earlier this week, and I, I noted what I didn't understand. And I think the retort was, well, she doesn't, Hillary Clinton didn't want to leave anything up to chance again after 2008 and what happened with her and Barack Obama. I still don't get that, though. I, I really don't get that. The media is a different animal and it still was a different animal in 2016 especially after Trump won the nomination. Why wouldn't you just allow your people to just run with a narrative? Why wouldn't you just do that to run with a narrative instead of actually going to the, prob- the 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 trouble of planting this evidence, having it risking it, having it come back to you? Other than you're just a soulless sociopath I just I don't under, I, I don't understand that but then again this is we're still talking yeah Hillary Clinton the Clintons in general they are political animals but um, I, I think especially Hillary uh, she's more in line and does the bidding of the cult of the spirit of the age than anything else so uh, yeah to answer the question again it's worse than Watergate in my opinion uh, but the kicker is this uh Igor Danchenko might be going to prison. He's that random Russian stooge who was Christopher Steele's source. Mm-hmm. Uh he's going to prison. Who else is going to prison? Nobody else is going to be. Nobody right. else is nobody else is going to be held accountable for this. So, um I guess at the end of the day, cool story, bro.
1: Can I answer next? but when-
0: go ahead. I had a question for Shannon, but go ahead. Oh no,
1: go, uh, no, just go ahead right off of him. Why would they do that? That is a excellent question. It's not just because she's evil, but this is why Steve is right about how much worse it is. Unlike then, and it's a bad enough crime, this does not minimize it in any way, but unlike then, there's that many more people this time in all walks of life that want to help her. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so much worse. It is so much yeah. more of a systematic cancer this time. It, the, the depths it'll go, it go if we truly find out it is going to horrify us.
2: Yeah, there was no intelligence community that helped. Right. The, the, the reason that... Watergate got broken open, it was kind of a hackneyed group of amateurs yes. that were attempting to create some kind of act of political espionage. It wasn't, you know, uh, Mr. Vidman or all these figures from the the joint chiefs mm-hmm. or from the FBI right. or for the intelligence community mm-hmm. or, or or Brennan on CNN. Right. Right. OK. And so right. this was essentially people who were really. Political flacks attempting to engage in something beyond their typical scope. Yes. Uh, under the under the direction and protection of the Oval Office itself. This was layered. Yes. I mean this okay. this this was a this was a true what we used to call black op yeah. is what this was. And yeah. earlier this week we we were discussing this Shannon and I brought up Primary Colors. Do you remember that book that movie uh, uh, from the nineties about the Clintons? Exactly. And okay. And John Travolta and Emma Thompson play the Clintons in the movie version, but the yeah. the way the book and the movie both end because the movie is essentially a page by page adaptation of the book. The way they both end is the the Clintons have this uh, this lesbian woman who's kind of their Oppo research gal, all right, and mm-hmm. she's played by Kathy Bates in the movie, and okay. and she comes up with devastating evidence uh, that that would help push the Clintons to the to the nomination in '92. And she decides to give it to them uh, to test them to see if they've really just lost their souls and become like the Nixonian figure that they all met together as hippies in college to fight against. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's convinced they won't take it and try to run with it. okay? And when she gives him the evidence, what happens? Hillary takes it right away and runs with it. And then Bill's kind of like, yeah, I think we can do that. okay?" And that's this is this is the fulfillment 20 years later of everything that was said about them in primary colors. What's your take?
3: Right. It's it's the ring of power, right? No one can wield it. Like you just you, you get close to Washington, D.C. and um, and it changes you. But, you know, I think I confess I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to this story, because if you put together the words dossier, Russia and Trump, like my brain just tunes out. I don't even because there, there's just there's only so much that you can you can process. I identified the answer. The bottom line answer is yes. It it is way worse than Watergate. And it's probably worse than we even think. Right. But but we understand that now like we and and I think people are beginning to wake up to how truly dark and corrupt Washington, D.C. is and how corrupt and compromised um, you know, high-level officials w- within the military, D- you know, DoD, within Health and Human Services, both political parties, both political parties, right? So um, it's just par for the course, right? So I labeled this story as a, a squirrel, not because it isn't important, but it's not something that we are going to. What are we going to have a hearing? we let, let's go have a hearing in Washington D.C. and and you know spend you know, three weeks on Hannity and Fox News, like going deep and, and investigating and, and wasting all this time and en- energy, which, which would be fruitful, it wouldn't be a waste if we thought there was actually gonna be a solution. So that's how I look at stories like these. I think it is a distraction from the larger story, which is the genocide happening in our country and across the world right now because of the rollout of the vaccine campaign. And, you know, we're not talking about the $2 billion lawsuit that a whistleblower just uh, filed a manager at the uh, facility that was running the Pfizer uh, vaccine trials and the amount of fraud. And she kept all the receipts. Okay, it's an 89-page, I believe, lawsuit. And those are the things. I mean, if we want justice, we need to focus on those things. We also need to root out the corruption in the Republican Party because it's dark. It's dark.
2: I'm not going to ask this question, so I'm just going to say it because we don't have time to discuss it. Uh, I think we, we might have come to this knowledge earlier if, from the very beginning, when he was president... Trump would have just declassified all yeah. of the FISA warrant applications, yeah. and right. we would have seen right away what what evidence did they come to the table with to the FISA court that mm-hmm. that justified all of these search warrants. And if there was no there there, that would have begged a lot, a lot the of these questions been, a
0: lot sooner. The pressure would have been enormous right. to actually indict the people who were indictable. Yeah. Instead, at that, of now we're when it was his Justice Department at that
2: right. exact time.
0: Yes. Exit question:
2: Is there any way? A domestic political black op of this magnitude could have been pulled off, and President Obama didn't know about it at the time, given the various institutions required to pull it off. Yes. You think it's yeah. possible?
1: My uh, first instinct was to say no, but yeah, I mean, if the CIA and FBI have just decided we're going to do what we're going to do, I, I guess, yeah, it's possible.
2: Okay. Everybody, Anybody disagree with that? Because I don't think no. they could. No. I don't think it's possible. No. But what do you think, Shannon?
3: I think it's absolutely possible. I don't think our leaders are, I think our leaders are put in these positions. They don't know what the hell is going on. None of them do. They do what they're told.
2: Let's get to issue four, the kicker question. If you could put one American political figure, contemporary, so alive, contemporary American political figure on trial on national television, you only get one.
0: Who would it be and why? Aaron. Aaron. You know, this week I'm feeling uh, Dr. Francis Collins because um, I I would like for the church in America and all of the nicer than God types who have been assuring us that he is some great ally and hero of the faith to just see how decrepit and decayed that rabbit hole is.
2: It's a good choice. Shannon, what about you?
3: I was going to say Fauci, but I think I'm going to change my answer to Francis Collins, because I think that's where, you know, truly a lot of uh, the deceit and the deception is coming from. So, Collins. And
2: I'm fine with that for the same reason that, to me, um, I'm so harsh on, on on Mike Pence as we go through the Atlas book, because he's the person there that supposedly represented a belief system that should have had some discernment and courage to see through this, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And isn't that Collins? At, that, right. at, least, at least that's what we've all been sold yeah, on In mm-hmm. yeah. team evangelical. Mm-hmm. That was our guy, you know, the guy that mapped the, the human genome and everything else. And, and the guy that we brought in to, to, to point out, Hey, Christians aren't, you know, anti-science and flat earthers. And that was our, that was our, that was our homeboy. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What's up with that. Right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. What do you think, Todd?
1: I'll go outside COVID, uh, national teachers union leader, Randy Weingarten.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That was, she, uh, Excellent call. The schools, we need to yep. take them back. And I mean, really, that there's no there there with that chick. She just knows she's got this giant cult of personality behind her. Expose her. Yeah, that's an excellent call. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to our predictions. Todd, go. This current session of the Iowa legislature uh, has a chance to be the most momentous and memorable in our adult lifetime and Steve knows something there's been some memorable ones, but the, the, what is on the table right now with uh, education reform, uh, uh, healthcare, care uh, information, a uh, mandate uh, vaccine access to that uh, there, uh, school choice. Th- this is a game changer. Getting rid of the chart.
2: state income tax. Yeah. Yeah. Todd, I'm sorry, Aaron. Rutgers will win the Big Ten tournament. In basketball. I in mean. basketball. Okay. Shannon, what's yours?
3: So the good news is, I do think that we are now at a critical mass in terms of an awakening. I think people are waking up very quickly, and um, as that intensifies, as people begin to be red pilled, so so to speak, um, you are going to see more pressure, like we were talking about today, on the people who are who are trying to oppress us. And I think that that's going to lead to some. They're going to they're going to punch back, and I think it's going to lead to some serious economic trouble. In the next cyber attacks, um, you know, messing with our currency, more supply line issues, especially as the truckers in the U.S. roll out towards D.C.
2: So. I'm fine with whatever pain is caused. Yeah. And everybody knows, man, I'm the ugly American. OK, I'm, Me too. I'm I'm fine buying into whatever pain is caused to bring this entire system to its knees. I'm totally fine with it. My Thank prediction, you. I just want to reiterate this. I kind of stumbled upon this. We were talking about it here live on the show the other day. I just want to reiterate that I I think the the launch of Trump's social media platform here in a couple of weeks, Truth, will end up <laughs> just swamping all the alternative platforms. Gab, Getter, Parler, I um, hope not. Uh, MeWe, I think they will all be overtaken by this with the power of his brand. As a result of that, I think the purgings off of Twitter and Facebook will increase because now mm. they view that there's like a Fox News of social media platforms that people like us can be banished to that is more mainstream that won't incur the wrath of Republicans. If they get control of the committees that oversee the regulatory bodies next year. And so this will, this will be more of a high class form of an intellectual ghetto. And, and so Trump Trump's truth social will be the Fox news of social media platforms. And that will actually cause Twitter and Facebook to become even more aggressive in purging Mm -hmm. and banning us. Now that there is a large main a perceptibly mainstream landing spot for us to go that's my prediction
1: you're correct in all of
2: that you think so yes Shannon you got 20 seconds what do you think of that
3: I don't like it I mean I think you're probably right but that would be an absolute dagger into the heart of the movement that is necessary to fight back against COVID-19 Trump is not the person Trump is not the person It, it will be only a distraction
2: Shannon, good to see you as always. Have a great weekend. Take care. All right. Feedback Friday's next. Stay tuned. Back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. He's Todd Erz, and he's Aaron McIntyre, and you are you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com d-e-a-c-e is how to spell the last name you can look for us as well uh look for steve Dace on facebook Mewe, parlor and gab at steve day show on both twitter and getter and then look for clips of the show you can watch for free that are also free of that dreaded censorship at rumble.com slash steve day show thank you to all of you that are podcast listeners and have left us a five-star review or hit the subscribe or follow button whichever applies for you wherever you podcast from uh, you have helped our podcast to continue to grow. We appreciate each and every one of those. And we would appreciate it if you've yet to add your name to that list that you do the same. Thank you very much. This portion of the show brought to you by my underwear. Now that Shannon's gone, I feel it's okay. I always feel weird, you know, like put if we've got like a female guest on or in and and this I always, in, in or for the round table and Tommy John comes up, I, I always kind of move the live read around to when they're not here. I just don't want to make them feel a little awkward. You know what I'm saying?
1: Because It's not awkward talking about underwear just a bunch amongst the
2: dudes. No, no, I mean, we've all seen each other outside of our underwear okay. a million times. It's called a locker room, right? So it's not awkward at all. I mean, we start, you know, like Lindsey Graham exchanging underwear, then it gets it awkward. awkward. I, and, I, and I can make it awkward, yes. I just did with, with just two words, and you Lindsey keep doing Graham. It. Yes, I it won't stop. I, I, just, I just did there it, it is again. again. Yes, I did. So let's make it. Let's unawkward it, shall we? Because Tommy John, two words that unawkward things. Uh, it is the best underwear I have ever worn. That's why it's the only underwear that I wear now. Uh, and they've got stuff for the gals too. I can't personally attest to its efficacy, but I can tell you how good the stuff for the dudes happens to be. It's absolutely fantastic, and, and that's why they don't have customers at Tommy John. They have fanatics. Uh, non-rolling waistbands. The legs never ride up. Four times the stretchiness of the competing brands. It is the best underwear I've ever used. If you want to try it right now, get 20% off your first order to give it a shot. You'll be back for more. They gave me the first three pair for free. I've now gone back and ordered several more times on my own. That's how good of a product this is. All right, 20% off your first order to try it right now. When you go to TommyJohn.com slash Steve, you can do this site-wide. Anything in the store that you want to give a, you want to give a try to. 20% off your first order right now at Tommy John, just like it sounds. Tommyjohn.com slash Steve. All right, let's get to some feedback Friday. You guys ready to go? You bet. All right, yep. let's start with Stacy Weller in McKinney, Texas. And she writes, can you please give us the story of the items that are on the shelf behind you Ugh. in the show? <laughs> they just seem so random. Funny you say
0: that, kind of are. Why? the random well, yeah random.
2: yeah they 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 are random okay so i mean looking at this all right so i mean a, a few of them are books of mine first of all when a woman asks you to talk about yourself it is a violation of the dude code to not take her up on it
1: i would gladly do so yes
2: if well, if you insist of course fine you drive a hard bargain but i suppose all right, so thank you, Aaron, for the camera angle. All right, so there are copies of my books. My favorite uh, uh, Marvel superhero there in uh, the in Captain America. You see the Joker bobblehead. Um, you see the little handheld Calico football game that we used to play in the back seat back in the day oh, yes. on long car rides. My all-time favorite video game there: Galaga, the arcade version. Uh, I, I get. I still get tons of questions about Joel Osteen. That was a gag gift from a, an apologist buddy of mine. His name is Todd Friel. He's got a fantastic radio show, by the way. And uh, he bought that for us when we first made the switch from Salem Radio over to CR, well, CRTV at the time. And I believe on our very first episode, we played it on the air, if I recall, yeah, correct? That I th- was painful. Yes, I and-
0: think someday when things get really, really bad, we should just not... Not do anything else, but just play that game on the air. It, it is again.
2: every bit as insipid, um, demonic, shallow, as, as you would expect. I, I, I don't remember anything other than the wonder words. You guys remember the wonder words of affirmation? <laughs> the whole goal of the game is to collect as many wonder words of affirmation for yourself and how cool you are, if I remember right. Okay, So it's there to trigger you. We, that's on the shelf to trigger people, because I get emails still almost every week, at least one. For years, you guys talk about theological orthodoxy and why you got Joel Osteen there. So it is meant to trigger you. All right. So that's what's on that shelf. I don't know if we can scroll down a little bit. You've got my all time uh, favorite non uh, Man of Steel superhero there in the Green Lantern. You've got a birthday gift that my family made for me several years ago. It is a copy. Those That's the 1973, the year I was born, the 1973 Michigan season tickets. For that year. They went on they went actually went on eBay and got a copy of the magnet schedule and then a copy of all of what those ticket stubs look like for the Michigan season tickets for that football for the year I was born, nineteen seventy three. I thought that was so I never cruel.
0: yeah, I actually never knew that. All right, that's, so
2: that's what that is. That then there's a little drawing that uh when when I left WHO um, I used to have a in the early years of this program when I was uh, a, a, a tad bit or more so heftier. I used to close it with fat guys are harder, fat people are harder to kidnap. Are you have you have you hung around long enough to remember that one? Oh yes. Okay. And so when I left WHO and went into or no, when I left sports radio, went to WHO in a news talk. One of our listeners uh, at the time did that like drawing. Like a, you know, a cartoon character version of me in pencil that I thought was really cool. So the bacon and the corn sodas on the top shelf, just, you know, those kinds of things sort of symbolize Iowa in many respects, or at least they do to a lot of people. Um, the, the little plaque there that says, I love this country. It's the government I'm concerned about. It's kind of pretty much a good summation of what this show is about pretty much on a daily basis. And then what's on the shelf below that? If we could pan down. Um, that is a father's Day gift that the kids made for me many, many years ago um in fact that that little princess there on the top we're celebrating her twenty first birthday uh over at an Italian restaurant after the show tonight, and we're buying her a glass of wine for the first time, so uh, I'm getting old guys uh and then I've always loved this line and um Uh, My wife found a plaque version of it several years ago that uh, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies those whom he calls. So that's kind of the backstory on all those things on the shelf. Did I lose anything or forget anything or?
1: Yeah, I don't like this. That's like the most that's a perfect representation of you. I mean, there's nothing like off key about any of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, with the exception of hot chicks, pretty much everything else I like in this world is on that shelf. And for obvious reasons, we don't have those there. So we will move on. Okay, um, my sister works for a small school district in Franklin County, Washington, which apparently has the highest covid rate in the nation. Anywho, students are required to self test for covid for various activities while at school. While a school nurse watches them test themselves recently, my niece had to test herself to play in a basketball game. And since students are not allowed to remove their masks, they swab their noses with their masks on. So the nurse can't see if students are actually swabbing themselves or not. Eastern Washington pushes a little bit back on this spirit of the age stuff, including my niece Who knew she wasn't sick and just wanted to play basketball, so she wasn't quite surprised that her COVID test showed positive when she, like many of the students have been doing, were faking the test. They weren't actually taking them under the mask. She didn't even swab her nose once. When my niece told her mom what happened, so just to follow, they make them swab their noses while a nurse watches, but they have to remain masked. So they're watching them to verify they did this, but there's really no way of telling if they actually did it because the mask is covering their face. Foolproof, correct? It's just the science. It's just dude. science, guys. It's just science. All right. So of course, because they're teenagers and frankly um, a lot less sensitive, a lot more sensitive to BS than we are, most of the kids haven't been doing the tests. They have not actually been doing the swabs because they could hide it. Okay. So his niece. Javier, our emailer, his niece had a positive test, and she's like, I could not have had a positive test because I haven't taken the test once. <laughs> I haven't taken the test, so I couldn't. I can't possibly be COVID positive. So they want to use this to hold her outside of her basketball game that she tested positive for a t- in, a, in a COVID test she did not actually take. Right? You guys Have you guys followed all of this follow- very, very yeah. explicit and strict science this t- up, up until this point? All right. So Javier says, when my niece told her mom what happened and that she couldn't play, and that it also subsequently caused the entire team to forego two days of practice as well, due to her e- exposing the team that she could not have tested positive for because she didn't actually take the test, the 5-2 Latina version of Todd, known as my sister took her daughter back to the nurse told the nurse that the test was inaccurate and to retest her daughter this time for reals the nurse did so and what do you know the test was negative for added measure they tested her again and it came back negative again my sister says she knows of at least 25 or so similar incidents just at this school So the crazy voices ask, are some of these swab tests coming from the government Big Pharma intentionally preloaded to produce positive results so that they can just continue to do these evil misdeeds? My sister actually thinks this and she got me wondering and I hate that I've grown to distrust our government to this point. Thoughts? I accept your offer. (laughs) (laughs) Todd's like,
1: you had me at hello right we're talking about real demons this is the best time of their lives they want this they don't want it to go away that we know about what the cia did to a presidential election you don't think they're not i mean they this is their crusade what exactly that's what there's there's no there's no common sense doesn't kick in back to normal doesn't just this is what they want there's no moral absolute that is in them inherently that's going to stop them. They've chosen something entirely different. My wife and I on our walk this morning just had this conversation about how the water you've been swimming in all the time as a person, uh, first world American, even as a Christian, has been on default for a long time. about. And you think, well, basically people are good. No, they're not. It doesn't mean people are basically bad. It means people are basically broken. And when you are broken, you get desperate. And when you are desperate, then you get evil and do this stuff. And that's where they live.
2: What you just described is not what started this. But it's why it's been difficult to stop it. Okay? Because... Most of the time, those that that have this spirit at work within them have been confined to certain kinds of enclaves or fiefdoms within our culture that if you want to, you can avoid or maybe only have to interact with seasonably. OK, um, but what that spirit wants is to force its will on you systemically, mm-hmm. that there is no opt out, there is no way around it. There is no, you know, what I'll just move to a different school district. I hate that Karen that runs the PTA, or I hate the Karen that's the that's the principal. Nope, I chose my school district.
1: Yeah, yeah you're you a good excerpt. example. Yes,
2: it do, It's there now. Yes. So this was. It has been looking. All right, the the vessels of this spirit, whether they thought they really thought like Greta Thunberg would force everyone to their knees to accept their climate agenda. Instead, it just became and descended into self-parity. They have been looking for ways to personally subjugate you to their views and to their whims. And they just have never been able to find the right vehicle for it. I mean, you may think abortion is murder, and if you don't, you should. But you could also just, you know, not get an abortion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you may, so you can theoretically think it's bad and may want to stop it. But on a personal level, it's not personal to you. So they can't take their holy sacrament of baby killing and make you care. They can't do it. even to some extent with gay marriage. they 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 wanted to do this with gay marriage. And then what happened is they kept losing in court on religious freedom grounds. and then, then, what happened is once the gay marriage fight was taken off the table, it, then they found out that there's actually a whole strain of, 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 of same-sex attracted Americans that actually have a lot more libertarian views on virtually everything else other than what is the definition of marriage. And now they're trying to retcon every Dave Rubin and Andy No in the world as not actually gay, right? Okay. They have been trying to do this. That, that, they thought that was going to be their you will be made to care issue. In fact, that phrase was coined during that entire debate. Yep. They thought that they've been looking for what can we do for dominion? What can we do? What, what, do, what do demons and angels really fight over? Dominion. That's what they really fight over. Why? Because the dominion is in question. Because what is the first command that God gives his, his first beings made in his image? What's the first command that he gives them? Dominion. I've given you dominion over the earth now. You are my proxy. You are my potentate. You will reign and rule this as you are made in my image, as my firstborn, if you will, all right, physically. You will reign here in my image over what I've created for you. Stewardship. Yes. And that dominion was broken when Adam sinned. That dominion's been broken and it's been contested for ever since. Who has dominion? That's why we as Christians sing about Jesus has conquered the last enemy. Oh, death, where is thy sting? That Jesus has conquered the last enemy, death. And when he conquers death, what does he then say to his disciples? All authority or dominion has been given to me under heaven and earth. Go now. Just as as his father said to Adam... I've made you in my image. Now go have dominion. Subdue the earth. Be fruitful. Multiply. Name the animals. Claim that which is yours. Step into your birthright. This is a version, variation of what now the second Adam, Jesus, says to his disciples, All authority has been given to me under heaven and earth now. I have fulfilled the wrath of the Father. And I have conquered the grave. The enemy is defeated. His defeat is not yet complete, but it is finished at the same time. So now you go and subdue the earth, making disciples in my image, or under with my, in my image with my commandments, teaching them the commandments I've given you. This is like a reboot. That's what they fight over is dominion. That's why a society... That respects God has more individual liberty and freedom and a society that doesn't has more authoritarian power from the autocrats because a society that reveres and respects its creator understands where therefore true dominion lies. We have no king but Jesus to defiance of tyrants is obedience to God. Our God, our rights come from God and not government, right? These are all hallmarks of the most hallmark mantras and Mm -hmm. creeds of the most and really only successful experiment in human freedom in all of human history. This place. Every other place didn't have that. Every other place had from my name's King Baal Peor to I'm King George with the divine rights of kings that I'm God. I'm God on earth. I'm I may say I'm God's representative like George did. I may say I'm literally God like Diocletian or Nero or Caligula did. But it's a battle over dominion. That's what it's about. Trudeau has not wanted to admit this because it's not good politically to admit it. It's not good politically to admit this. And so what's happening in Canada is he's trying to figure out how do I defeat these people without without demonstrating that this is about dominion. I don't really want he does not want to have to do what we all where we all know history says this ultimately goes because if he wanted to do it he already would have It's a last resort. It's a last resort. The Nero always begins the persecution. Caesar always starts persecuting when there's no other options because martyrs are popular. Martyrs sell martyrs inspire. They prefer this all to remain the frog in the boiling water subtlety. And you don't even know what's going on. But when the martyrs start. When the high pressure water hose starts on my grainy black and white TV before Milton Burl comes on, or Ozzy and Harriet, now I might be some racist I might be some racist dude living in an Ohio suburb, but my kids are now asking me questions over their Swansons. Hey dad, why are they doing that? I mean, we were just watching Sammy Davis Jr. last night and laughing on the Milton Burl show. Why are they doing why are they why are they doing that to those black people there? Now you're now you're like, I don't, well, I, make that stop. I, martyrs, it never ever pays Caesar to create martyrs. But Caesar doesn't want to give up dominion. And so this is always his last step. It's the last step every single time. But, it, but he almost always goes to this step. Because ultimately, what we're really fighting over down here, what the angels and demons are fighting about is dominion. Who has dominion? When, in, the, in, in Revelation, where Jesus ascribes his ultimate dominion over all creation, how does it begin? With letters to seven churches in a place called Asia Minor. We call it today Turkey. And in one of these letters, he refers to himself as, quote, the ruler of God's creation. I have dominion. I have dominion. Who has dominion? The light or the dark. And it's one or the other, and there is no in-between. For a long time in this country, because of our prosperity and convenience and safety, we have allowed ourselves to believe the lie that maybe there is an in-between, when there never was. And now we are being reminded, harshly, there is no in-between. One side will have dominion, which means the other side doesn't now those of us who are children of light we are we are told we are not to use our dominion to subjugate others to hate others to impose on others to be tyrannical of others which is why when the righteous rule the people rejoice as it says in proverbs right when the light has dominion, things go well, even for those that don't even agree or share the light. There's been no safer, better country on earth for decades for a Muslim to live than right here, the Great Satan, as it's called in most Muslim countries. But when the dark has dominion, do they have any of those prerequisites, any of those requirements that they can't go there, they can't do that? Nope. Which is why Proverbs also says, What can the righteous do if the foundations be destroyed? What we're, what we're watching take place in Canada right now is we're answering the question Have the foundations been destroyed? That's being answered right now, and that's still open to be answered. It's going to work itself out one way or the other. Have the foundations been destroyed? Can a governor who got, can, can a prime minister who got 32% of the vote, you heard that right, by the way, 32%. Can a prime minister who got 32% of the vote essentially coalesce an army of police to act as a stasi over truck drivers sitting there playing Connect Four and the guitar and honking their horns?
1: Sing that to old Canada.
2: Yes. Because if you can, with that little of a political mandate, you have your answer. Uh-huh. The foundations have been destroyed. And so you have to respond accordingly to that. A lot of times we've not wanted the answers to these questions, which is why we have not provoked, provoked them. Because it, there's been comfort in not knowing. Because we still have a lot of freedom and convenience and prosperity. And that's probably why these things have, and these mass demonstrations have come from countries that don't have the things that we have. So that's a long-winded answer and a homily you probably didn't ask for. But there you go. Any thoughts before I move on?
1: Uh, I don't need to add a single thing. That was excellent.
2: Same. Folks, you know, I was just thinking about this because I looked at the weather forecast for Orlando. Not that I'm complaining. I'm not. Okay. But it's going to be an adjustment. Okay. Okay when we fly out of here next Wednesday, it's going to be 18. When we land in Orlando at two o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday, it's going to be 88. (laughs) Just, just a bit of an adjustment, a 70 degree adjustment. All right. And I'm still a fairly burly fella that that's, that's going to be a a body clock adjustment, right? To go from 18 to 88. Okay. Thankfully though, I've still got some sweat block uh, to block some of what will surely be excessive sweating, um, but I'm still looking forward to it. All right. So sweat block, fantastic product. If you have excessive sweating issues, whether it is nerves before a a job interview, a big date or public speaking or just that's how you roll and you want to do something about it, look at their sweat block wipes. Uh, Just a wipe of your pits can help. Uh, one night before you go to bed can last for several days, maybe even up to a week. They've got the sweat block deodorant that I'll be bringing with me down there to Sultry Orlando for Universal Studios. They've also got uh, deodorant lotions for some of those more sensitive regions that can also get a little bit swampy. Whatever you're looking for with excessive sweat, they can help you there at Sweatblock. You get 20% off when you use the promo code DACE, D E A C E, at sweatblock.com. They've got a dry shirt guarantee. They will give you your money back if your shirt doesn't stay dry. All right, I'm I'm gonna be testing that when it's 70 degrees warmer. Okay, at 260 some pounds, I'll be testing that. Okay, sweatblock.com promo code Dace twenty percent off. Sweatblock.com promo code Dace. Daniel Bradshaw in Amelia Virginia writes: We have been arguing about the idea of term limits for politicians for decades. However. I see more of my freedoms being ripped away by lifelong bureaucrats than actual elected officials. So why don't we have term limits for bureaucrats instead? I would propose that with the exception of the military. You cannot receive a federal paycheck for more than 10 years. Interested to hear your thoughts. Yes. I
1: accept your offer.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah those are my thoughts. Um, and you are exactly right. Because what has happened is that the administrative state, the spirit of the age, has given power... To These bureaucracies that are not directly accountable to the people in order to make these decisions and the Democrats love them because it's a way for them to take us even further left without direct accountability of the electorate and Republicans love it because it's a way to not actually have to stand up for anything while then washing their hands of it Pontius Pilate style uh, and saying, oh, no, hey, man, I, I you know, I mean, I, I, that's what the medical board says. I can't do anything about the fact that, you know. Just we're, Dan we're, Crenshaw. Yeah, yeah, what do
0: you want me to do? Yeah, right there's the nothing you know. I mean, do. I mean,
2: there's nothing you can know. do. I mean, the medical board said you can't have ivermectin, you know. So I guess, you know, I mean, there's nothing. And this is where my buddy Chip Roy comes along and says, here's what we can do. We have the power of the purse. We're going to defund all these sons of a gun. Right? And a bunch of Republicans are like, yeah, we can do that. Which is why I have a bunch of them skip town so that we don't have a quorum for a vote. And, uh, oh, yeah. And uh, have the rest of them go ahead and vote for I have, what is it, 19 of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, Marco Rubio going out there right after he voted to fund COVID stand last night. And he goes right out there and shamelessly starts tweeting about how he won't attend the State of the Union because of what he calls COVID theater rituals. And that was a direct quote, by the way. He goes, right, think about that. Right after voting to fund them, right after voting to fund COVID theater rituals, He goes right on to Twitter to complain about why he won't attend the State of the Union over COVID theater rituals. So the whole game of the system is to avoid accountability. And Daniel, you're tapping into that. And the administrative state provides that for them. So by all means, I'm all for that. In fact, if anything, 10 years is lenient. It's too long. Yeah. I might say six months, but that might be a little extreme. But I'm feeling a little extreme at the moment. But I, I think it's a great idea. I love it. Um. Jerry wants to know: Are you more surprised as to are you surprised as to what the spirit of the age doing, or are you more surprised at what the spirit of the age is doing, or that so few realize that that is what it is? No to both.
1: Yeah, I think that's the right answer
2: because one feeds the other a culture when it gets this far gone emboldens the spirit of the age to be this more brazen it's a symbiotic relationship Mm -hmm. so i'm not surprised by other because the complacency of one is what has led to the brazenness of the other but great question more feedback friday in a moment In these unprecedented times, you want to make sure if you're getting into the real estate market that you do so with You missed it. I said unprecedented. Yeah, but it wasn't the normal setup. (sighs) Let's try it again. In these unprecedented times Bing. Thank you. (laughs) Nice. Want to make sure if you're getting involved in the real estate market, especially now, you want to get in before they raise those rates. That's coming next month. At some point, make sure you go in with an agent that you can trust and you would find them at the place that says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's a company started by Glenn Beck and some of his pals because they got frustrated when they ran into real estate agents they couldn't trust and didn't realize until it was too late. So they don't want that to happen to anybody else. So they started this referral service that originally started within our own audience here at The Blaze. And now it's just completely ballooned uh, and become so much bigger to the company we now have today. So that just about anywhere you want to move to or from, we can help you find an agent with a verified track record of success at realestateagentsitrust.com.
1: Are you trying to add some spice to our life here? I like our routine.
2: I couldn't make up my mind. Whether to do Real Estate Agents I Trust or Built Bar, I've got those two left. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna do Built Bar at the end.
0: Why not? End the week on a high note. Yeah. Not so, the Real Estate Agents I Trust is not a high yeah, note.
2: Exactly. And, and sometimes, because they're always like last on my sheet, and sometimes we kind of have to squeeze them in, you know, at the very end of the show. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to do them a solid and put them right here. But you
1: normally do the thing at the end of that particular I know, I know. commercial. So I was I know. I'm I was thrown off. I love varieties the spice of life. Okay, well you I know guess that. I'm finding that okay. out now.
2: All right. all right, let's back to get back to some feedback Friday. Steve J says I'd love to start a talk or conversation about reparations for harm created by a false COVID narrative, where people that have lost their jobs, thus their possible insurance benefits, et cetera. And that this was all done under false pretenses pushed by our own government. We should be able to sue the companies that did this and the government itself that has committed this malfeasance, not only criminal evil, but the civil side, too. Here's the only problem with asking Um, for with asking for this is who would broker it can't be the government. They are and have the most part. uh, They have the most part to play, and that always makes them the problem. Thoughts. Well, the problem with getting reparations from the government is the government doesn't have any money. Okay, so you would be suing yourself. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So okay, if you win, they just print more money. That is more of an inflationary construct for you. Okay. So the way that... you don't want to sue the government. That's a loss leader. That's that we're we're beyond the point of diminishing returns. We're all the way to Uranus at this point when it comes to debt. So uh, I'm at the planet, but you get the reference. So what I would do in that case is you punish them politically. Now, when you get to Pfizer and these other companies that that were the private vehicles for this? Absolutely. The problem is, you know, again, that was, uh, Trump did this as part of Operation Warp Speed, and they've had this, what, since Reagan in the 80s, some form of indemnity, right, against against lawsuits for right. their products. So, but the, the best way to hold the government po- uh, accountable is to punish it. But punish it in a way that does not punish you. Because that's what a successful lawsuit is. It's just they'll just print more money that will have those inflationary costs passed on to you and your kids. But what you're getting to, Steve, is a reckoning and accountability. And there must be one. There must be one so that this will never happen again. This This is the most dangerous fraud in modern times. It's among the most dangerous frauds in all of human history. From what's the true origin of the virus, to how to treat it, to what mitigation, mitigation efforts work and don't, etc. Down to our own testing on a granular level. This is one of the worst frauds in all of human history. And if you don't punish it you incentivize more of it. Whatever any any good parent or any good coach or any good boss knows, whatever bad behavior you don't punish, you are just incentivizing more of every time. Brian says two years ago, a close coworker of mine lost his wife unexpectedly. It was not COVID related. Uh, after 34 years of marriage, ever since I've always wondered what happens in heaven When we die, if our spouse has gone before us and we have moved on and remarried, as in who are we reunited with in the afterlife, forgive my ignorance, just would like your opinion, or if you know a source or or someone else's opinion on this matter, it would be greatly appreciated. Well, actually, the the Bible teaches that we are not married in eternity as we are here. Meaning that Marriage is an earthly symbol of the relationship between Christ and His Church, or God and His people in the in the Old Covenant, but that it is a it is a it is a it is a symbol for a more fulfilling relationship to come. Did I say that right? Thoughts on that?
1: Uh, yeah it's a start I mean you can definitely uh go further i mean and there's certainly differences i mean these are there's a in the in the mormon church there's a they actually believe they are married in eternity so there's theological uh, sure. uh differences but yeah I think that's a uh a point of departure there there's i mean there's look at the examples uh of uh the old testament examples of uh you know Ruth and Boaz and, and and duty to take on somebody else's
2: um talking about the kinsman redeemer
1: d- exactly yep. thank you i mean so there's it it's having and and, and many of the um, heroes uh and i use that term loosely of the you know you know the, 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 there's there's multiple wives without ultimately fleshing out in full the details of what you're talking about, that side of heaven. So I, I think this is an interesting discussion, and I think it can go deeper than what Steve says. But I also don't. This is one where you don't, you, you don't. If you if you go crazy with it, you'll end up how many angels can uh, yes. dance on the head here, of a here, pin. And,
2: I, and I, here's why I didn't go further and I stopped. That's oh, that's my point. Because yes. of everything you just said. Yes. The the point of heaven is to have the ultimate reconciled relationship between us and our Creator exactly and and that's a level of fulfillment and satisfaction and love uh, and commitment that just no earthly bond mm-hmm. can even approach or come close to so if you and your okay? wife are both there you won't have whatever concern y- you y- have yes yeah because the because you you will both be within yes. within a love you are incapable of expressing to one another okay does Correct. that make sense oh, perfectly. The, the, this is this is meant To help to fill that longing that we have in our hearts before we get to eternity, it's also meant to help prepare us for eternity. All right, the the sacrificial love modeled between from one spouse to another, for example. Yep. Okay. But but they are they are archetypes and preparatory um, preparatory or preparatory preparatory Mm. exercises for the real thing that is ultimately to come. And I think one of the reasons that but the Bible does not offer a lot of specifics on these things is because if you, if we really knew what awaited us, then it might be even more difficult to motivate us to fulfill our obligations down here to prepare us for that at the exact same time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Aaron, you want to chime in on this at all? You're to just kind of leave us hanging. What do you
0: think? So yeah, this is, I, I'm not sure if maybe this is the hang up there's a a common, I don't know if you'd want to say just phrase or colloquial that's um uttered when believers um pass on and it is reunited with so and so or reunited with, with loved ones. Again, that doesn't um that doesn't mean reunited in marriage to to your to your spouse necessarily. You will see them. You might even be friends with them, probably. Um, but it's not that same relationship. And this is this is one of those things where it breaks the brain to try to think about it too much. It's it's like, have you ever tried to think about what happened before, what what was there before God created the heavens? And no, our brain is incapable of, of thinking. Of, of even comprehending what that was like before God uh, uttered the earth and, and the universe into existence. This is another thing, I think, with heaven as well. We're given, we're painted a a picture of it, but I don't think our earthly brain with our uh, brain and our, our soul right now, with all of its foibles and maladies, I don't think we're capable of imagining a love and a connection that is so deep, and so secure that we have with Jesus when we're re- reunited with him perfectly into eternity, which can then lead to some because we can't because we can't uh, can't really formulate that idea what that would be like, I think it causes some insecurity. Well, I love my wife. I love uh, I, I love the the wife that I lost, and I'm not sure if I'm ever going to be able to experience that love that we enjoyed together again. And so I think that's maybe where some of the insecurity comes. It's because um our our minds in their state right now, um cannot fathom how perfect eternity will be right. in heaven.
2: And and one of the reasons we can is we're still sinners. Correct. I mean that we're that we're we're redeemed but we're not fully sanctified. So I mean we are still facing the same temptations and trials and toils we always did. We just have different mechanisms for either overcoming or enduring them than we did before. But but the world didn't change. We did. The world didn't change, but we did. And so knowing and, and now being even more aware of how frail we are, how fallible we are, how temptable we are, how vulnerable we are. I think that makes it even harder for us to contemplate the perfect love of God because in 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 this in a setting like heaven, because we're even more aware now of just how completely unworthy of it we are, and so the idea of you mean i I won't need any of the things of this world, even the things that are good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I won't because right now in 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 these mortal coils. Even though we know better, we still think we need the things of this world that are bad (laughs) or still want them. So the idea that I will no longer need even the things of this world that are good because what is prepared for me is way beyond what I could possibly imagine is hard because that's why it says it's because beyond what we could possibly imagine. It's hard for us to imagine it. Excellent question. Um, Before we continue on, let's go ahead and talk about our favorite buddies over at Built Bar. Um, I, you know, I didn't realize I had one of these. They had, they brought up this like Crave Bar. That was kind of more like even more, more of their attempt to mimic a candy bar. I thought they were really good. They brought them out last fall. I realized in my stash, I still had a couple. I brought one of them in here today for my Built Bar break. Absolutely a phenomenal, man. I mean, I just, every one of these land. Some of them land better than others, depending on your palate, Okay. But they all land. They all taste great. They're the best protein bar you've ever had, all covered in real chocolate, loaded with protein, loaded with flavor, but not loaded with carbs or calories or sugars for that matter. If you want to try it today or you want to go back and try it again and again and again, all right, make sure you use my last name, DACE, as your promo code when you go to built.com for built bar. B U I L T for built.com for built bar, promo code DACE. All right. Mike in Michigan says, you sound very knowledgeable. I just need somebody to say something, anything about the southern border. More specifically, just why the hell states like Arizona and Texas don't get serious and put more people on the border to stop this? Can they not use more National Guard troops? Yes. Can they not use more state troopers? Yes. Can they not deputize willing and capably trained and vetted people who are ready to help? Yes. What the hell? Yes. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Supposedly 81 million people voted for a ticket that is sending the absolute dumbest person I've ever seen hold federal office in human history, or in this country's history, Kamala Harris, to go and concern herself with securing the borders of Ukraine while they do nothing to secure our southern border. I I don't know what to tell you. Everything you said is correct. All of your anger is justified. Which is why you're angry, because everything you said is correct and you know that it's justified. So... Yes. I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, other than it's just just demonic. Okay.
1: We aren't a serious people.
2: I'll close with this one. Nathan writes, I have a lefty friend who was trying to get a job as a teacher in the Madison, Wisconsin school district. So you're all stomping grounds. She should be okay. She had a near perfect GPA but could not land an offer and was moving from a red state where she had several offers. After a couple of years of subbing, eventually she asked an assistant principal at the school district to look at her resume. His advice was that her resume looked great, but she was lacking LGBTQ group affiliation and that's why she could not get hired in Madison. Now, she's a lefty, but also considers herself a Christian, so she's not big on the whole LGBTQ stuff. When she heard this, she just decided to go work in a Christian private school instead. But here's the kicker. She still voted for Biden, though. I just, anything I, I I I she just turned around and voted for the reason for the very people that wouldn't give her a job I, I, I
1: this is what I mean by invincible ignorance and when you have that you're in a cult even look at she sniffed around and she says wow this seems kind of culty but
2: It's vote for man. It. Yeah. Uh, your friend's dumb Your friend's a moron and an idiot. If Baal is Lord, worship Baal. If God is God, worship God. But get busy living here or get busy dying. And if you feel like
0: the choice is between Baal and Asherah, then you can abstain. If that's what Well, I can't vote for Trump. You you don't have to vote at all.
1: we are not a
2: serious people. You guys all have a great weekend. All right. We will see you again on Monday right here, noon to two Eastern after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace.
3: On the Blaze Radio Network.